0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We got William Brad Allison here as well. Brad, a lot has happened since we've last talked. Uh, Primarily the highest rated Arizona football recruit of the ratings era. Now, again, I don't know if Michael Bates was the equivalent or Mike Chaska or Chuck Levy. I don't know. You could probably make that case. But of the recruiting rankings era, this is easily the highest profile player that Arizona's gotten. And he's in a position of need as well in Elijah rushing.
1: Yeah. And first of all, you know, my, my apologies to all us old timers, but don't be critical because there were no rank. I mean, it's like now saying where well, Arizona can't get any more parade all Americans. because there are no more parade all Americans.
0: No, um, that was not a diss. I relied on the parade all American. No, no,
1: no, no. Well, I've seen some people. And again, they're, they're about my age. And, and people I respect, like, this is not a fair comparison. Well, guess what? It is. Guess what? Bob Elliott didn't have a chance to be a McDonald's All-American either. Right. Um, this is a modern era and, and really probably since, what, the early 2000s, um, maybe mid-2000s. About the time I got into the industry uh, with recruiting rankings, and even then, I think you know the the numbers they use are those, um, well, they're out of 100, but they're decimals. But, yeah, I mean, this is the – Of the modern era of recruiting, Um, this is the highest rated recruit, um, and it's significant for so many different reasons. And to me, honestly, landing a five star is probably fourth on the list of why this is a significant pickup.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about it. we're going to talk about that because there's a lot of issues to get to. But first and foremost, though, I think we probably we know at this point the Jetfish is going to put be able to put talent around to get good offenses. I don't have a ton of doubt that you look at his recruiting, which we're going to get to quarterback recruiting. But um, you look at his recruiting, whether it's the receivers, the running backs, uh, the quarterbacks, even across the offensive line he's going to be able to get dudes. The question I think is on the defense and especially on the defensive line. He's over, he's revamped the linebacking core. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but to get somebody like Elijah rushing, to be able to pair him with Keona Davis or will height, depending on, I guess, which, where you look at it along with the deuce Davis. Now you've got three young, fairly uh, in- intriguing edge rushers there, William.
1: No. And that was important because Arizona has struggled to get in quality. Edge rushers really since the stoops era. Right. Um, you know, I know what Kylan Wilbon had one good year. Uh, Harris had had a solid year. Hunter um, Eccles has been
0: the best pass rusher since Scooby Wright. That's a problem. Yeah. And Scooby and Wright, like came, Hunter Eccles.
1: Uh Scooby Wright came off the the linebacker uh, position as well. So yeah, you need to be able to solidify that. You know, obviously Arizona's not going to always be able to rush four, but you need to be occasionally being able to rush four and get to the quarterback, whether that's with those two defensive ends or those ends eating up blocks and letting right your defensive tackle go in solo um you need yeah you need pass rush in 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 the modern um football world doesn't matter how good your corners are if they're on an island for seven eight seconds um so yeah significant from that standpoint and again we'll figure out just how good will height slash davis is um his rankings seem a little low from what I hear, but he also, Greg to... said he will take a very, uh, he will make a
0: very large leap in their next ratings. Yeah. Sure. And,
1: and frankly, we just need to see more of them. He played what right. half a year last year. And, um, you know, I'm also really want to see what those two look like. Um, there's really no reason they should be dominating, at least the local teams that they play. Well, you look um, at it, the South Point,
0: especially on the defensive line, and people ask me all the time about Luis Cordova, and this is no offense to Luis Cordova. Brad, and you've known this from the beginning of time, he's another defensive lineman. Just because you have an offer doesn't mean it's an offer. If it's not a committable offer. He'll probably end up at like New Mexico State, something like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you've got two, when you've got a four and a five star edge rusher, and you've got a certified Division one defensive tackle as well. That's a that's a front that you generally don't see in Tucson. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've ever seen it in Tucson.
1: Yeah, I think the best front that I can remember was the Ironwood Ridge uh, team that had uh, Jake Fisher. They had a guy named Kotman who was a hybrid defensive end um, linebacker. He ended up playing at Mesa Community College. They had another big defensive end who I think walked on at ASU. And – They were dominant. I mean, that defense was dominant. Conversely, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Julius Holt's son uh, made Julius Rest in Peace. Um, Now, granted, he did not have a lot of help around him. He was triple teamed and was pretty much a non-factor in in the few games that I saw him. Now, again, some of that was the number of guys that teams were throwing um, at him. But uh, Cottman went to UCF. Thank you there, Bob. Appreciate it. He, he, uh, yeah. Again, I think he started at Mason Community College. If you went to say? I loved Cotman, honestly. I really thought he was um pretty close to Jake Fisher's level, a little bit bigger, not quite as uh, athletic as Jake. Not that Jake was the most athletic guy, but Jake, Jake was deceptively athletic. Um, I wish I could remember the other kid's name. So, yeah, so we'll see. In reality, if you have two edge rushers who are that good at the high school level, with the exception of a handful of Phoenix teams, these guys should be shaking hands in the in defensive back in our offensive backfields all season.
0: All so. right, we need to talk about Jed Fish here. We're gonna we're gonna we got a lot to get to this show, but Jed Fish first and foremost. Again, I'm gonna keep saying this, and I've said this a million times. I thought the Jed Fish hire was absolutely bizarre. I had no clue what to make of it. Um, it looked like a journeyman that his. uh, been from place to place and he's basically been your uh, your fill a hole hire. when he was hired though um he started saying all the right things did all the right things and, but brad unlike some other guys that basically said it and didn't do it we're two plus years in and he's continuing to say and do the right things because make no mistake elijah rushing R- elijah rushing's father played at the highest level of division one football He knows what he's doing as far as where he's going to be sending his kid and all of that. He's not sending his kid to a place that he thinks his kid can't develop into what he needs to develop in. So big kudos to Jed Fish for even making this a possibility.
1: Uh, Yeah, and and I'll tell you this. I will give Jed Fish a lot of credit. When he was hired, I didn't like to hire. Um, I did a podcast saying this is what he has to do to win me over. And he's done it. He right. is out in the community. He is finding a recruiting niche um, and a few of them. Um, he is hitting Arizona hard. You know, he's done those Zoom meetings with uh, all the uh, all the coaches in the all state. The, all the coaches oh, right. in the state. Um, he has made South Point a priority. He's made Tucson a priority. Um, you know, he's really done everything from a marketing standpoint and a recruiting standpoint. I think the only maybe the only thing he hasn't done is uh, do something niche on offense or defense. Um right. You know, and, and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that pro style offense is, is the way to get quarterbacks, because in theory, if you play four years of quarterback in a pro style offense, you've got a, a leg up uh, NFL wise uh, compared to a lot of these guys running spread offense, even though the NFL's. Um, incorporating it,
0: Brad Rich said again, Brad Rich. I cannot stand people with two first names, I do not like that at all. Uh, two first names suck, those people generally stay away from them, right, Brad?
1: Yeah, you know, especially it's even worse when it's a man's name and a woman's name. That's yeah, the, no, that, that's, that,
0: that's true. That's true. Well, my last name isn't Vanessa, um, but but mine is Alice. <laughs> you're yeah, but it's not spelled the same way, so <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to. Wait,
1: Blame uh, Ellis Island for that one.
0: Right. Brad Rich, though, uh, sitting here today, do Will Heiden Rushing have the potential to be our best tandem edge rushers ever? Um, I think they have the potential to be better than Brooks Reed and Ricky Elmore. But then when you start going back into the early to mid-90s, when you're looking at, you know, when you just got Teddy on one side. Yeah, Brewski Hoffman's hard to beat. Brewski Hoffman's going to be very difficult to beat right there. Um, But, yeah. just because you maybe don't beat that, I mean, we're talking about one of the five, what, the five best pass rushers in
1: college football history in Teddy Bruschi? Yeah, when he left when he left school. He, he was, was the Ty, all-time leader. Had, Ty Ty broke Derrick Thomas. Yeah, that, that's where company to be in. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 some of those, and, and let's not forget, some of those um, Larry Smith teams are pretty special, even though. They used a variety of fronts. It's right up there. Yeah, maybe Brooks Reed, Ricky Elmore, and and who was across from Reed. Antonio Smith, the professional hitman that became the tenth pick in the draft? I can't even remember to be honest. And <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I, my recollection was Smith was inside quite a bit too. Um, right. I know he played D in the, in the pros. I think it was a deep, more of a D tackle in Arizona. But that's also like saying, can such and such be one of the best quarterbacks in Arizona? It's not a deep. It's not a deep group. Right. Um, it, it's, it's you know, Arizona's had much more success on the interior defensive line than they had at the DN Jake, position.
0: Jake Fisher is listening in and talking about the Ironwood Ridge already getting a a shout out. Now, uh, Jake Fisher, I am um, curious. You should get in here and you should type in your remarks about what you think about Jed Fish and what he's doing so far. But while we all do that, you got to pay the bills as well. Bet MGM. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, how what should I bet with Arizona football? Been saying this from day one. Bet the over on Arizona football. Back the A to the fullest. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet and receive up to one thousand back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure to use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. All right, all right, so now. Back to Elijah Rushing, back to you, obviously Keona Wilhai as well. The other thing that's really important about this, Brad, is that this isn't like when you and I are growing up, or heck, even when Jake Fisher was growing up, where every where it was scattered throughout the city. Now, again, South Point got its kids, but when I was growing up, you know, we had four Division I players at at Saguaro. You had two that went to Cal, you had one that went to NAU, you had another one that went somewhere somewhere else. But and Reggie Robertson, Mike Wells, et cetera, et cetera. Sabino obviously always had a lot of guys. You had, you had you know, Mike Safer, you had, uh, or Saffer, you had uh, uh, Brian Poley Dixon. It was spread all throughout the state. Ampi had kids, or the city. South Point gets all the kids now. Now, again, there's a few exceptions, and they generally end up at uh, Ironwood, or not Ironwood Bridge, uh, CDO. But South Point has pretty much a monopoly on the in-city kids, the truly elite kids. When you put somebody like Elijah Rushing and then Kiona uh, as well, that's really an awesome step forward because you're really taking a step to consolidating Tucson right there.
1: Yeah, if you look at it, let's just look at this uh, cl- current class right now. There are four guys in town with D1 offers, and again, right, two of them don't have committable offers from my understanding. Right, three are at South Point, Point, one's at CDL. Um, mm-hmm. With with you know, we mentioned uh, the other lineman, but Woodard. Um, you know, if you Williams look at guys, it's not committable
0: in my opinion,
1: but I, I don't think so either. I think he would be because he hasn't had gotten a lot of other offers and Arizona doesn't have any o, o line. I think to me, he looks like a, if he goes to Arizona, he'll probably go in as a preferred walk on or even like a blue yeah. shirt or gray shirt. Um, but yeah, so nailing down South point is vital. And I personally I don't like the way it is now. I don't like the fact that every kid's going to South Point. I don't think it's good for Tucson football. Again, when I grew up, I'm a few years older than you. It was Saguaro, Sabino, uh, Amphi. um, Those were the big three, Uh, and then it. Right, all the schools that I named. But but you also had you know Hargrave at Flowing Wells a few years later.
0: There were a kid. There would be a kid at Choya here or there. A Sunnyside would have a kid. Uh,
1: Quite a few kids at Sunnyside, yeah. and even up until a few years ago, all the Sunnyside kids stayed home. Right. Um, that you know, once once Sanchez left. So, I again, I don't think I don't think Tucson football. I think overall they're producing more D one guys. But yeah, it's it's not 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 as good. Again, just look at it. Look at this. You know, we always joke about my son. Um, and I've had many people like you'd send them to Flying Wells. Well, probably, yeah.
0: All right, Brad, I'm going to call. Brad, let's say by the time that young Tyler is in eighth grade and you're looking at him and Tyler is about 6'2", 270, and you're like, man, this guy's got some real potential to him. And if South Point comes calling and they say, listen, man, you can go against the best kids in the city, you're going to get a higher level of competition, William Brad Allis is saying we're st- we're still sending young Tyler Alice to flowing walls? Uh,
1: there'd be a very good chance I do, again, because I don't – I like I a, I don't like it. B, I had the chance to send them to a private school under scholarship. For those of you who know this backstory with my kids adopted from foster care, they they get some perks. Um, I really like the neighborhood schools. And if I happen to move to a Marana or a Valley, I consider. But yeah, I mean, unless I knew my son could not succeed at these other schools, I don't believe they can't. Um, right. I would be hard pressed because, again, so much of recruiting now is done in the summer. Right. Um, I'd much rather save my gas money driving to South Point every day to, to drive up to Phoenix for the spark camp and then to L.A. and then take them to the San Diego State. Camp. So, again, i saying I wouldn't know. But, man, I, I just really like I like when the neighborhood schools are good. You know, you know what and,
0: I also like, too, about what Elijah rushing did as well. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, tap and bottle, tap and bottle watch parties. William Brad Ellis has been to these many times and tyler alice if you want to get a look at what a future five-star lineman could look like and a future five-star pitcher as well show up to the tap and bottle watch parties for all the away football and basketball games we love to see you up there and again oh this uh, this saturday by the way uh scott and rebecca having a six-year uh a reunion or a six-year uh, celebration i believe at tap and bottle and the following week as well so again check it out tap and bottle i will be there um elijah rushing really he, he's kind of carving his own way right here. Curious Skeeb, I'm curious if this is Eastside Skeeb on uh, Twitter, said, I'm so proud of Elijah. You made the right move and will forever be a legend. It would have been easy for him, Brad, to go somewhere else, be another dude. Um, and, you know, going to Arizona is a unique move right there for somebody of this caliber in the ratings era. And um, it shows you, too, the confidence in Fish, but it also shows you that he's betting on himself.
1: Yeah, you know, but I think it's in the NIL era, suddenly being local has some advantages it didn't have before. Right. Um, because I I talked up to five people last night, three of whom I've never talked football recruiting with. They were talking Elijah Rushing. Right. I don't know what the rules are with AIA, but if I'm Elijah Rushing, as soon as I'm done with whatever sport I'm playing, and whether that's just football, I don't know if he wrestles or track or I'm in every commercial. Right. Um so I think I think Justin Spears said it uh where he's like well, how many restaurants are trying to get an Elijah rushing burrito right now? And maybe it was the uh two point four seven Nashville right. but, I mean, it's a unique opportunity. Um it's a unique opportunity. It's also because let's say, you know, let's say he went to Oregon and right. he can get some good NIL money. Um, but he's not gonna play as early as he will with Arizona. So he has right. a chance to even bolster that some more. Um yeah. But you know what the other thing, too,
0: that Fish did that's also very smart here that I think is underrated and all this? You bring it. Listen, Cruz rushing might never be a Division I actual player, like, outside of special teams. Um, But if you've got a certain amount of scholarships. And if you think that, you know, we bring him in, maybe he does have that potential. But either way, he can be a special teams guy. That is always going to help especially when you're recruiting somebody that's as high profile as his brother, Brad.
1: Uh, okay. Um, so you've got a scholarship you weren't using. Right. And you get a special teams performer who also exactly. brings in his brother. I mean, it's it's not even a calculated risk in my opinion. As long as you think he's a competent enough athlete, which – it he appears to be to play. you walk on games. in florida or wherever he was going to go you're a competent enough athlete yeah and again he had some i think i think he had some uh uh, uh one double a offers i can't think of bcs or whatever it is B- right what uh fcs um so yeah he's a legit athlete if again if he doesn't do anything other than run down kicks and doesn't surrender a long kickoff return to someone because he messes up it's worth it right um because by all accounts, quality kid, quality family. You got the brother. Even if they didn't get the brother, it's still pretty good um, pickup. And, it's a, and again, brother. it's also
0: a South Point look right there.
1: Exactly. Um, and again, people were very critical of uh, Fish for bringing in some of these lesser in state kids uh, in the transfer portal that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Drake, um, Drake Anderson, uh, and all, all those dudes. Yeah, and even yeah. though Maldonado's playing, yeah. But what'd that do? It opened up doors at other schools up in Phoenix. Right. Which is now starting to pay. De- so, again, those scholarships weren't big. It's not like you took a scholarship away from a kid who's now at USC. Like, they, it's not yeah, like you but, had
0: B. John Robinson knocking on your door and you're
1: like, oh, dude, sorry, uh, yeah, no, Cruz Rushing just got Anderson. it, man. Yeah, I mean, Drake Anderson, maybe he chased away one of those. Uh, no one of significance. Let me ask you have, this again: Was Sean Miller dumb for for bringing in the other two Bellis brother? No, no. You
0: this know, this is uh, always what would drive me crazy too. Is like when the great Kevin Woodman would talk about how he doesn't give scholarships to kickers, but you're going to give it to the fourth string safety. You have, I mean, again, it's a different argument, obviously, but
1: but no, but it's the same thing. I mean, everything. You don't have to have 85 scholarship players who are stars, right? Some of those guys can be special teams. Maybe you just bring in a really good kid who's going to be a great practice player for four years, who's going to make your team better. You know, It's just like these people who are like, well, that play only gained one yard. Yeah, but it set up a play later on in the game. I mean, everything has its purpose. You have 84 kids. About 40 of them are going to play meaningful minutes. So what do you do with those other 45 scholarships? Well, maybe you have a backup kicker. Maybe you have a four-string safety. Maybe you have a kid who bolsters the GPA. And maybe you have the brother of a five-star who shows up on campus a year later. Let's start talking about, though, how this defense
0: now all of a sudden starts to uh, uh, shape out there a little bit. But first, four peaks. Brad, we got to come up with one other peak defensive end. We've got three peaks right now with Elijah Rushing, uh, Keona Wilhite, and uh, Deuce Davis. We need one more peak to emerge in there, and we could have four peaks on the football field. But you could also have peak, the Four Peaks official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Check out Four Peaks Brewer Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest on Arizona his hometown brewery must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly and then one more oh geez brad how's your sleep going right now is it better or is it worse uh maybe it's a little worse all right. You know what? Brad is fighting the good fight, but sooner or later, he's going to have to give in to OGs. Uh, OGs, don't miss it when it comes to flavor and effects. so get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their uh, products at your local dispensary. must be 21 years or up. Get the strawberries and cream CVD THC one-to-one ratio. All right. On the defensive side of the ball now, it's becoming fascinating because you've now got some young players at that linebacker, uh, that linebacker unit. And then we're going to get to the D line. You've got Jacob Manu, who's going to be here for three more years, Um, put up a lot of stats last year. I think we both agree that he's good. But I think you make a very good point. We'll know if he's going to be able to take that next level when he starts getting those tackles closer up to the line of scrimmage. But then on top of him, you got Leviticus Sua coming in, four star kid out of modern day. You got Justin Flo, multiple years of eligibility. At that linebacker spot, all of a sudden, you got some dudes, Brad.
1: Yeah, you know I'm still pretty high on the cornerback. You know, again, I think the defense is going to still be a work in progress this year. But yeah, you're 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 bolstering it. You're bringing in quality depth. You're bringing in young guys who at least have the potential. And a lot of this is on the coaching staff, right? Because if we still have one question about this coaching staff, it's can they coach? Um, they can recruit, they can market, they can change the culture, um, but we just don't know what they're going to be able to do with you know developing players. We've seen glimpses. Right. I mean, obviously, you you know, you, you like what you've seen from the wide receivers and some of the running backs and and things like that. But as a staff as a whole, can they continue to develop talent? And if they can, then Arizona um, is is going to be good. Because I, I I saw this somewhere. I might have been on Jason's board, but you know, X's nose and and, and and you know, Larry's and Joe's. But there's also turning those Larry's and Joe's to being able to execute the X's nose. And, right. and That's now where the staff is at. Right. Can they strengthen conditioning, uh, skill development, uh, scheming, put these guys in the right place to make plays and develop them into guys who can make plays? Okay. One, thing and- they
0: have sh- one thing they have shown, though, Brad, is they have, and you're, you're, you're exactly right on all those points, but they've also shown, too, that they have a pretty good ability to find under-the-radar type players. If you look at, I mean, Jacob Manu, perfect example right there. Tanner McLaughlin, Wendell Moe. I mean, these are guys that are probably going to be – I mean, McLaughlin's obviously older, but these are guys that are going to be kind of linchpins going forward that were overlooked, and they were overlooked at big-time schools like Pauly and Servite.
1: Dorian Singer's another guy that they kind of they found. And, and Yeah, and again, I'm encouraged because, again, I know a lot of people go, well, they only won one game year one. Yeah, but they were a completely different team by the end of the year. Correct. They, they put a scare into Utah. They were competitive.
0: We were not yes. competitive the previous year.
1: And they weren't competitive much early in this. Look at that San Diego State game. Last yes. year, um, You know, at least offensively, they continued to evolve and, and get better. You got five wins. That's a win. Going into yes. last year, if you were to say you get five wins after a 20-game a, a losing streak, yes. So I feel good about it. Again, I'm not convinced. I don't know for sure. Just like I don't know for sure if Tommy Lloyd can string together five tournament wins. But I like the direction both of those programs are headed. So, um, right. yeah, but but yeah, you've got to develop the guys because you are bringing in talent. You know, when you look at the last two recruiting classes, and again, from all indications, there may be two or three more bigger names now joining this class that we're not necessarily talking about yet. Um, guys who aren't necessarily on the outward facing radar screen, shall we say. And if they can do that and get this to be a fringe top 25 class, you got to really like the direction of Arizona football because if you bring in that kind of talent, you're also going to be able to bring in bigger talent on the transfer portal.
0: Well, let's talk about that, Brad. That's called a good tease right there. DeMond Williams is the quarterback now that is in Arizona's sights. DeMond Williams' father, I remember him. He played at Pima when Jeff Skurring was running things, and I believe he went off to play at Michigan State. Uh, Damon Williams talking with some people is about as good a quarterback as there is in the state. Obviously, a uh, Rayola has moved out. And if you were able to get Damon Williams after getting Elijah rushing, it shows three things that you're always going to be able to get good quarterbacks, that you're going to be able to build off Elijah rushing, and that you're really making a huge dent in state.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at defensive line and quarterback are that maybe the two most important positions in college, football. Right. And if you can bring in quality guys who happen to be quality in-state guys, um, you know, obviously uh, Williams is currently committed to Ole Miss, but they keep bringing in other quarterbacks. So, um, you know, whether they are doing that because they feared losing Williams or they just would rather have a kid from uh, Florida instead of Arizona, I don't know, but yeah. Their losses are gain. If you can get him coming in again to add to that quarterback room with, you know, Brady Dorman with, um Fafita uh, maybe one more year of, of Dolores it's, it's a nice group um, it really
0: and think about it this way Brad I've always felt what, what was the best I mean Stoops obviously you had a great quarterback room where you had excuse me where you had uh, Nick Foles you had Matt Scott and you always had a third stringer that was going to go to Rutgers or somewhere else who was going to still play in the NFL um and then obviously in the late 90s you had a nice one where you had Keith to a lesser extent, O.J. and Jason Johnson is the third.
1: And Brady Batten um, as well. He was pretty good. I
0: like Brady Batten as well. But this all of a sudden becomes fascinating because you've got really, you've got high profile. Tom Savage, good call. Um, you've got high profile dudes right here. Now, again, Fafita obviously comes with question marks because he's our size. But I do like Fafita a great deal. Braden Dorman is a four-star kid. Uh, Demond Williams, four-star kid. These are guys that would have that had a lot of different options, Brad, and were thought of very highly.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem is no matter what you uh, want to say, quarterback evaluation is the toughest, maybe the toughest thing in sports. Unless you're chief. Um, we'll 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 see, because uh, the guy he loved in the draft a few years ago is finally getting his chance to start at uh, Green right. Bay. Um, but. Just look at the number of four-stars who've come to Arizona and not done anything. Right. Um, whether it's, you know...
0: Richard uh, Kovalchek, Tim Rattay, Ryan O'Hara. We can keep going on and on and on.
1: Lyons was a four-star kid. Um, That's right. The guy who's now at leaving North Texas on his fifth gunnel was Brent a four-star Gunnell. kid. Uh, Nick Costa was a borderline five-star kid. Um, yeah, so go down that list. You just never uh, know... <laughs> um exactly what you have right because sure. again jason johnson didn't have a lot of options jason johnson was a very good quarterback right um nick falls walked on at arizona after transferring from michigan state um Originally committed to ASU. Ha, 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 yeah. ASU. Chris so, Heavener,
0: at least spell it right, Boog, and he was not a four-star.
1: No, Heavener was like a two-and-a-half-star. He was star. like a two-star. He was a Makovic discovery. The Makovic yeah. had a dream that he should start Hevener, and right. that should tell you all you need to know about. Um, but, yeah, so you guys never know what the quarterback A quarterback position is just a weird And it's a weird one in the NFL. I mean, for every – you know, for every uh, – Joe Burrow, who's the number one overall pick who plays in the Super Bowl, there's a Tom Brady who could barely start at Michigan. Um, But that being said, stockpile quarterbacks. And if you can bring in one four-star every class and you hit on two of them, you're in really good shape. We, and this this staff also, the things that really impressed
0: me, though, is how many boxes they do check off. Now, again, the big box that we still don't know about totally is the coaching at the highest level, although I'm inclined to believe that Fish is going to be, at the very worst, okay. Um, we don't know about the defense. That's fair. Uh, that's fair to say. But from a recruiting, from an evaluation, from a roster fit, this coaching staff gets it and gets it in a big way, Brad, in a way that every other every other coaching staff had flaws to a certain extent, maybe with the exception of Stoops early on. Rich Rod obviously didn't care about recruiting. Sumlin, Boog's boy right there. Didn't care about anything. Uh, Makovic was obviously a train wreck. You had, uh, uh, you know, with Dick Tomey, loved Dick Tomey, but he was never able to marry both uh, the offense and the defense together. It was always one or the other. This staff at least seems to know what it needs to do and is on a plan to execute it, which I think is maybe something we take for granted a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at it, Again, without the name value, if, you know everyone wanted Brennan, um, I did too, right? Um, if I had told you Brennan would go one and ten the first year, five and seven the next year, you're like, oh, well, he's turning it around, right? So, again, there have been some hiccups. Again, you never want to lose the NAU, it's the, it's, it, it, that's the rock bottom, mm-hmm. um, even though it, it, I blame that mostly on someone. Um but that's not a mic drop
0: moment. I keep there's only no. really one person that doesn't like fish at this point and that's the point that keeps being brought up is that oh well you lost to NAU dude that's one game and that was like literally the worst the, probably the least talented team that we've seen.
1: Yeah, so again, everything's trending in the right direction and uh now you just hope they continue to build upon it. And right. from a recruiting standpoint again, I didn't I admit I didn't love this class, but rushing changes the narrative.
0: Um, you know what? You know what's different to me about it, Brad. And I get your point. All these kids, though, when you look at it, they almost all have. And now again, there's about five or six that don't. So can't spin that. But there's also almost all these kids still, even the ones that are the low three stars, they have they have offers from TCU. They have offers from a, an Oregon State or a you know or a something like that. And with the way that this staff has shown that they can evaluate pretty well, I give them a little bit of a pass right there.
1: Um, Yeah. But again, there's also a lot of kids who chose Arizona over Utah state and New Mexico state. Um, there are There's about five or six of those kids for sure. And again, when they all pan out and prove me wrong, I'll be the first. Wendell Moe
0: gives the middle finger to Brad Alice right but there.
1: Wendell Moe was the 25th guy who was found in like July after signing day. Not July the year before. Jacob Monu
0: um, gives the middle finger to Brad Alice.
1: Again, I, I actually like Monu's tape too, because he played at I did level. too. But when you got three guys from Apollo and only one of them has a Pac-12 offer.
0: Those that those are all questionable for sure. Yeah, but right. again,
1: you can you don't you're not stuck at signing 25 guys, so I'm not as upset about that. Right. And right. Brad Rich, I, I usually agree with you, but how many walk-on started on the defensive line in Arizona?
0: Rich Rod did not recruit. He at recruited all.
1: some things very well. He was very active in the quarterback skill position, um, went into some big high schools to pull some guys with peck injuries. Um, but it was the same,
0: routinely the smallest team in the conference.
1: But at the same time, yeah, he, he, um, didn't necessarily, um, hit certain, the lines as hard as he should. And to me, that's where you have to, you have to build every class around the lines and quarterback, everything else. I think you can, uh, kind of, uh, Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oh, oh, Brad, I never take chalk. No. no. Oh, no, I never. I was going to say, you don't know William Brad Alice very well then. No, again. But my my whole point being is this class didn't look like the 22 class. Right. Um, And now it's starting to look like the 22 class. By the way, the 22 class. Williams, the 22 class is fine. I don't care what you do with the rest of it.
0: The 22 class, by the way, we talked about this a little bit before. I believe the twenty-two class is going to go down as one of the three or four best in school history.
1: Yeah, it's going to probably go down with a couple of those uh, Tommy classes in the. It won't beat ninety.
0: It won't beat ninety because that's all that you have. Two college football Hall of Famers. You have like not. You have like six NFL players. All that, but you got Cowing. You've got T Mac. You've got um, uh, uh, Jonas Sabanaya. You got Mo. You got Delora. You got Fafita. You go over to the other side. You got Prysock. You got Manu. You got all. I mean, that is a loaded, loaded class right there. So um, that's a uh, that was obviously very good work. Now let's look at Arizona's schedule this year. Let's no, see. I do are- want to
1: say something though. That we'll, a couple other things to throw out here. Yeah, go. No, what do you got? Thing. One, the thing I think is most significant is he and 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 Will. How guarantee you got the best two guys in in, in town. And I've, I looked at it going back to fish's first class. There are five quality in state players or in town players. And he has now landed three of them. Right. Um, he did not get in Dean last year. I'm not sure how much they liked him to be honest. And I don't, I don't mean any disrespect to the kid. He wound up at Oklahoma state. I just don't remember a lot of hype around him in my circles Right. Um, and the other kid is the kid. It was a weird
0: to situation, too, because he started at South Point. Then he went to Tank Verde and Verde. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and the other kid was what? Jonah Jonah uh, Miller. Um, right. Who I don't know if he's even on a roster anywhere. He's
0: not. Uh, he's, at a, he's at a junior college.
1: Um, So maybe that's not. But they got Rocker, who originally committed to someone, but he stayed. Committed. So that's good. And the other thing that is big about rushing, and it may we may see why. Previous to this, he had never landed a top 10 in-state kid. And again, I think a lot of times the in-state rankings are a little wonky compared to other states that have more eyes on them. Um, but when you're, you know, previous high guys in the rankings were 11th twice, I think Stovall and I, I forget who the other one was. Um, you need to land some of these big time guys. And as good as Stoops was, he had trouble landing some of the, you know, obviously, you know, Andrews goes to Oklahoma and and, and Brewer goes to Texas before eventually coming back here. And Neil went to Notre Dame before eventually coming back here. Um, You got to land some of those, some of those guys. And for the first time, at least, rushing is one of those guys. You know, you missed out on B. Oh,
0: By the way, Bijan Robinson. I'm going to ask every guest on this right now. And again, it's just. To guess we don't know. He's obviously off to the NFL. If Bijan Robinson were coming around to Sal Point right now, not during the heyday of the Kevin Sumlin mess, but coming around right now,
1: what chance do you give Arizona of
0: getting Bijan?
1: Like 25. Okay. I think I think he always kind of had his eyes set on leaving. Hmm. Um, I was very surprised that that C wasn't in it to the end because he worshipped um reggie bush reggie bush right Um, i know there are some hard feelings with the family about his uncle not being in the or was it uncle or grandfather or in the ring of of honor but i'm one of the few guys who doesn't think he should be because he really didn't play football at arizona yeah it's kind of like putting it's kind of like putting michael it's kind of like putting michael bates in there bates at least played football at arizona he, he played high. He played two seasons of football. I think Robinson played like half a season. True. That being said, if that would have landed Bijan, put him up. Put him <laughs> on. We don't care. Put him in but, right but there. But you know Fish would have at least kept trying.
0: Right. Fish he, would have kept trying. And that's the thing is he would have kept trying until the end, and he wouldn't have looked for an excuse not to recruit him. And I think that's where it becomes a little bit different for me as well. Um, all right. Now, let's talk a little bit about the schedule because I'm looking at this right here and I've been telling everybody to back the A on this one and that you got to be able to uh, find all of this. But first, what do I have left right here? I got OG. Oh, shady rays. Bright Alice, what kind of sunglasses do you wear? You're a cool guy.
1: Uh, I'm currently wearing a, a pair of hand me down Ray Bans. All right. I don't, I don't spend money on sunglasses because I break them.
0: But again, Brad Alice, though, Brad Alice is naturally cool. I am not naturally cool. So I need everything possible to make me look cool like Damon behind the scenes right there. I'm sure Damon has a pair of Shady Rays. Now, say, Mike, you could never look cool. I challenge you and say that you're wrong on that. Shady Rays is... Uh, it's giving out the best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the sh- the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Okay. now for that all kind right of now, deal, I could risk breaking some. I may have to look into that. Damon, add yourself in real quick. We got to see. Look at these things right here.
1: Look how cool that is, man. I need those for my son to play outfield in.
0: Yeah, man. 50 bucks, uh, lifetime warranty, shady rays. You can wear Good those tough. things to the beach. You can wear them as your eye protection on a motorcycle. You can do anything with those, Damon. Absolutely anything. We like it, Damon. Thanks for showing that, my man.
1: All right. now Why is what's... he at somewhere much cooler than we are? Oh, guess where he's at? He's at Four Peaks. I know. I could tell. It looks right. like okay. Football. All right. Now I let's talk about
0: game. let's talk about the Arizona football schedule right here. We're going to talk about where Arizona's going to get their wins right now. All right. Arizona is going to beat NAU the first game of the season. We agree. Yes. Mississippi State, second game of the season. New coach. Uh, a lot of new players on the roster. I would favor Mississippi State, but Arizona's got a puncher's chance in that game.
1: Yeah, I'd say about thirty percent chance because it's on the road. I'd, I'd rather have got him at home this year as opposed right. to last year. But yeah, puncher's okay. chance.
0: You tap. Arizona's going to roll them. We're uh, Arizona right now is at two and one. Yeah, you agree? I agree. Correct. All right, now. It's, excuse me. Um, all right, Stanford. Arizona's going to beat Stanford. Stanford sucks.
1: Stanford's a couple years away. Although that guy's recruiting like a mother right now.
0: I like him a lot, but he's still. But Stanford has next to no talent on that roster. I, I, I'm back in the A right here. I got three. I got three and one at this point. What do you got, William? Yeah, I think three and one sounds about right. Okay, now well, you got a little bit of a tough stretch right here. You got Washington SC at Washington State, and then Oregon State. That's a tough little. Uh, that's a tough gauntlet right there. Um, I I don't give Arizona much. <sighs>
1: I think the best situation is if you go two and two in that stretch, you're feeling really good. If you can, you know, you have to at least carve out one of them. you got to find one win. I'm right. not sure how good Washington State is, but they're at home. If that thing's played at night, that could be tough. Um, SC's a daunting task. Washington's really good. You at least right. get them at home. You at least um, get them at home. I think Oregon State might take a slight step back this season, but they're still a pretty good team. Um, I mean, I need yeah, one. if you can get me two out of that, you're in great shape. If you can get me one, I'm still feeling pretty good. I'm still feeling good about it.
0: Let's just say that Arizona steals one game in there. So you go one and three during that. So you come out of that, you're four and four at that point. Now you got the home stretch where I think you got some wins to be had right here. UCLA at home, I think you could absolutely beat UCLA. Um, uh, I actually am going to pick Arizona to beat UCLA in that game at home homecoming or is it homecoming uh no i don't need it doesn't matter who do you got in that game brad
1: uh i think that's a pure toss-up but let's just for the sake of this exercise give arizona the win all right
0: colorado i think they're gonna crush colorado i think colorado's a year or two away
1: i think a lot of it depends on where i think if colorado starts slow that that team could implode um and that's kind of my guess i don't like playing that one on the road in november but um, Arizona's had some success in Colorado, to be honest. So are you back word. in the A on that one? I will. All right. So you
0: we got Arizona at six and four at this point. Then you got then you got keep in mind the over under is four and a half right there. We've been telling you. Then you got Utah. That's a bad matchup for Arizona. I don't like Arizona to beat Utah.
1: Yeah, I like it at home, but no. That that, that, right. that looks like a cause Utah's probably playing for for something pretty juicy right there. They're probably they're probably slugging it out with USC uh, and and maybe Washington for for a league crown there. Anthony Humbert by the way, where have you been
0: Anthony Humbert? It's been a long time. What does it mean to you to back the A right there? That's how we are right there Anthony Humbert. Good to see you my friend. Now, Arizona's going to beat ASU in the last regular season game. They are going to be seven and five, Brad Alice. That's the seven wins right there. That's how we got it. Jake Fisher predicted seven wins during the regular season as well.
1: Yeah, I feel anything. You gotta get you gotta get to five hundred. If you can get six, seven, if you can get eight, fantastic. But give me six or seven, and I'm feeling really, really good about the direction program. And I'll be honest, although it would be a little bit deflating with the way the schedule, um, I think five is still a good coaching job. I know a lot of people won't. Um, as long as you are competitive in most of them. But yeah, I think the goal is, to me, the over-under should be about six and a half for feeling really good. And if you can get yeah. the six, you're good. If you can get the seven, you feel great.
0: The big question that a lot of people have had about Jed Fish, I think it's a fair question, is um, at what point, you know, does Jed Fish is obviously an ambitious guy. Does he have bigger uh, bigger goals? Here's all I'm going to say. Jed Fish is showing that he can get the players that he needs at Arizona, and if you look at this roster, you look at it right now, as, a, and then you look at the following year, because that 2022 class we talked about, they'll almost all be juniors and whatnot. This is a team next the following year that is absolutely loaded. Um, because again, you've got you would have T Mac, you would have T Mac as a junior. You would have uh, uh, Montana Craig in there as well. You would have Kean Burnett. You would have Jonah. You would have Wendell Mo. You got Elijah Russian. You got Will Height. You got uh, Manu. You could have Flo Sua, Ephesians Pricehawk. That is a loaded team right there, Brad, and one that could probably, especially with SC out of the way, could probably make a little bit of a, a little bit of a run right there.
1: No, yeah, no, they're they're definitely trending upward. And and frankly, if Jed Fish is good enough to get a quote-unquote better job, not a lateral move. Not Missouri. We're not talking about Missouri or anything like that. Like an no. LSU,
0: like a real
1: – You know what? I'll even go with an Oklahoma State, uh, a slightly better job. It has to be reasonably better. All right. Then you still feel pretty good because that means you did the right thing. And – would you be shocked if they promoted Brendan Carroll to head coach?
0: I mean, you know, that's that's kind of where you you look at it. But all I'm saying, though, is that all I'm saying is this, is that he's sho- I think he's showing that he's got some real upward trajectory here and that they've been able to navigate some things in the portal that they haven't been able to. By the way, we have a new read right here. Damon, behind the scenes. Damon is a leader of men, by the way. Damon, we appreciate this. All right, here's the deal with Wick. All right, a seltzer with wink with a wink of THC. Get it? How high will it get you? Just a wink. Get it? Very, very funny, right there. I like this. Okay, so check out drink wink. Uh, And uh, uh, CountdownDrink.com to utilize your drink finder to locate a store near you. You can also order directly online, Wink only, and only 2.5 milligrams per can. Again, get ready for liftoff, Countdown, uh, all kinds of good stuff. No third-party producers. Wink is made in-house, currently available in 11 states. Wink, new spot right there. I actually didn't see that right there. Hyphy Seltzers, I do like that. Um, But I think Fish is also showing, though, that you know, depending on how the conference goes, I think you can probably win at a pretty high level at Arizona, Brad.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, I think either way the conference may go, you can win at a high level at Arizona. Um, because You're two, not worried rid- about SMU coming in and running things? No, because you're either getting rid of two of your biggest issues, USC and UCLA, or you're going into a Big 12 that's losing Texas and um, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing. You know, I know people are like, well, Jed's always been a journeyman. Jed's always been a journeyman. Um, maybe he doesn't want to be a journeyman anymore. And if you can consistently win eight to ten games at Arizona making, what is he making, $3 million a year? Yeah. That'll get to $4 million. Your daughters are um, about, I think one's about to enter high school, the other's about to enter junior high. Right. Um, you've got a pretty good, I mean – there's a reason a lot of us talking on here live in Tucson. Um, Tucson, this, this yes, month, Tucson is this, way underrated, man. This one is not sells. a great time to be in Tucson. Uh, you know, as I did five baseball games in five days and I'm still trying to get rehydrated. No, but I'm um, starting about September 15th through about May 15th. It's It's hard to beat that weather.
0: Tucson is way cooler than Phoenix. I don't care what anybody says. I would much rather live here. Phoenix feels like it's twenty-five degrees hotter. It's all concrete, whereas in Tucson, you've all and you've got scenery here in Tucson as well. I back Tucson. I back the A, Brad, Alice, as do you.
1: Again, I don't. I think at this point in his career, I don't think he's just going to keep moving laterally. Um, he'd have to get a really nice job. Um, just like you know, again, you know. Tommy turned down some jobs.
0: Um, Tommy turned down some very good
1: jobs. Uh, Loot turned down some jobs. Miller didn't pursue a lot of jobs. There's there's a reason. Again, Arizona basketball vastly different than Arizona football. Um, no. No. if LSU comes calling, yeah, I mean we're all mad at Jay Johnson. We understand why he left. Um, if you know UCLA comes calling, uh, Michigan, yeah, you're you're leaving for those jobs. But I'm not sure he's leaving for. Texas Tech. I'm not. Oklahoma sure State's a great Missouri. example,
0: right there. Probably a fringe top twenty-five program, but is it really worth getting up and meet, moving for? I don't think so.
1: I don't know. Yeah. So again, I think if he if he's getting the call from Baton Rouge, he's doing something right, and we should be happy.
0: That's exactly where I'm at. Speaking of doing something right, oh, Brad Rich, great point right there. We back the T and we back the A. By the way, guess whose initials are TA? Tyler Alice right here. When does Tyler begin hell week for his middle school, Brad? Is this coming up?
1: Uh, he'll have – they, they get started a couple weeks after the school year starts, so mid-August. Right. Um, well, we still got we still got too much baseball between now and then with some club stuff going on.
0: All right, Brad, where
1: can they find you? You're going to get some podcasts out because, again, the people need you. Yeah, yeah. I put out two last week, and I'm going to be doing more. If, if anyone saw it, I've been doing what I call a review and review. It's a film review mixed with another type of review. Um, we'll do an Elijah rushing one. Um, but, uh, yeah, she should have a few out again. It's just finding that quiet time with the kids home and, um, you know, but baseball's right. over volleyball is only one day a week. So we're, we're finding some time now. He is the
0: great William Brad Alice. Follow him on Twitter at WSR Brad. I am merely Mike Luke and follow me at iron Mike Luke Damon behind the scenes. Damon, you've been awesome. Jacob. Franklin will get a very good report from you about you. I really appreciate you, my guy. Came through uh, Mr. Reed, right there. Came through uh, very handy. All right, everybody. Going to be back with you on Monday. But again, appreciate all the comments. Back the A. Remember, get on BetMGM and back the A. Go over on the uh, Arizona Wildcats. You'll thank me later. But for Brad Allis, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.